Hello, After Dark listeners. This is Nick, and I've got a unusual update for you today. Um, this is the preview episode of Diz Is Your Life, a brand new podcast that I've been working on for the last uh, four or five months now, and is about to go live. It will actually get launched on the 12th of August. And uh, I'm very excited. This is a co-production with the After Dark Network and 1129 Productions. And as the title kind of suggests, it's based on the TV format, This Is Your Life. But I sit down with a celebrity guest in each episode and we will go through their life and how Disney has had an impact on it. I'm very excited and very scared. It's taken a long time to get here. Um... The Patreons would have heard a preview of this already, uh, but I wanted to you know, let everybody else know what's going on. So uh, this is a preview of the first episode. I hope you enjoy it. It stars Billy Kirkwood, who uh, long-time Diz After Dark listeners would uh, remember from the early days of the show. Uh, he's a Scottish comedian, and he's, he's great. Uh, big Disney fan, and so it made an ideal first choice as a guest. So here's uh, a preview of the first episode, and I'll be back with details later on, on how to listen to the rest. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Diz Is Your Life. I'm your host, Nick. And each episode, I sit down with my guests and we look at their favourite memories and things to do with Disney. There is no denying that Disney films, shows, theme parks and music will left an impression on us all in one way or another, especially now that Disney also owns Marvel and Star Wars. On this podcast, my guests will be telling me about the impact it has had on their life, regardless of whether or not they consider themselves to be a Disney geek or a lapsed fan. Today I'm joined by Billy Kirkwood. Billy is an award-winning Scottish stand-up comedian who, as well as gigging in his native West Coast, performs comedy all across the UK and beyond. He also works as a presenter for Bauer Broadcasting with his own hit radio show, Billy Kirkwood at Breakfast on West FM, and is a lead broadcaster and voice of European wrestling phenomenon, Insane Championship Wrestling. And of course, he loves Disney. Billy, thank you so much for joining me. That was a fantastic intro. I'm so delighted I wrote it for you. Made you say it. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things, as you were reading it out, I did actually go, oh, I wish I hadn't made them say that. <laughs> it was, I actually was like, oh, I should have just let Nick do his thing. I'm so you sorry. You know what? You gave me the option um, you know, to edit it. I decided it didn't really need editing. I quite liked what you did. I liked I liked that you you kind of covered so much. So uh, no, don't worry about it. Humble <laughs> brags are always are always good in my opinion. <laughs> thank um, you, thank you. But uh, Billy Kirkwood was born in nineteen uh, to parents in Scotland. But we're not here to talk about that. Good. We're here to talk about Disney. So Billy, I've given you a list of questions uh, in advance. I don't know your answers, so this right. is going to be as uh, as new to me as it will be to our audience. Um, but the first question I asked you is, what is your first Disney memory? You know, this is <clears throat> this was such a hard one to answer uh, because everything kind of gets mushed up in the sands of time, doesn't it? But yep. um, I definitely can remember because... My my mum and dad were 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 huge Sydney files that we'd watch. My mum particularly we'd watch lots of films, and I remember watching them with her. And this so this is this is left field. 
right? But I remember the impact of Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Now, I know it's not a Disney film you were here said much, and there's going to be some people listening going, what the hell is Darby O'Gill and the Little People? And I'll, and I'll tell you for why. These one, I remember watching it on the TV with my mum, and there's one scene which is the Banshee and the Death Coach. <laughs> Banshee. Now, if nobody has ever seen that, see when you're a little kid, it is bloody terrifying, right? Yes. It is absolutely terrifying. And Disney's not known for its scares and its horror. Um, and this isn't really horror as such, but it's definitely scares. And I think one of the cool things is um, with Disney is they really have an option to get so many different emotions out of you. And they're not, yeah, they're really not stuck up for their scares. And this was one of the ones that I remember as a little kid. This was a hiding behind the couch. Sort of Doctor Who style, like, this is terrifying. So you tell me, this coach turns up. And as soon as we see the Banshee, the coach is coming in. He's going to get the coach and he's going to get taken over to the other side. What does that mean? What is, and, and this is like when you're at a part in your life where you don't necessarily understand maybe how the world works. And it's like, am I, if, I, if I see is the death coach coming for me? Is this something I've got to worry about? And, and I love that. I love that era. Um, and it's, it's something that I only recently watched when obviously Disney Plus came back. And I hadn't thought about it in so long. And boom, there's Darby again, the little people. And it's like, my wife, who had never heard of it, we've got to watch this. So we went through that and another Disney movie we never hear said much, The Black, Black Hole, yep. which is a, a sci-fi movie, but it's... It's it's well intentioned. It's better than you think. It's better than you think, <laughs> right? Uh, but even Maximilian the robot on it, and it's like this is this is scary stuff. And uh, certainly that one. I know it's 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 one that hung with me. Just literally the image of the coach going get in to this day has stayed with me. And uh, even though the movie is called. Darby O'Gill and the little people, Begora. Like, you know, it's 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 quite lighthearted, but I love the fact that it's a it's a sort of old-fashioned grim tale that Disney made into these films. There's all these forgotten little Disney movies, live action movies from like the 60s and 70s that kind of runs over. So it's maybe not the most obvious one, it's maybe not the most hilarious one, but it's definitely something that's influenced me even now. Well, as somebody who only recently watched Darby O'Gill for the first time. Funny enough, again, because of, uh, you know, Disney Plus, which I think has been keeping a lot of people insane uh, during the current climate. Um, I'd never seen it as a kid. I'd never heard of it before. And like you say, uh, it's it's terrifying. It it really is terrifying. And, And Disney went through this phase. I mean, that was, I think the either the late 50s or early 60s i want to say 61 62 maybe that'd be about um, right because i because th- um I, th- I believe sean connery's in it he is indeed yes being, he is doing his irish scottish accent which we bring back years later in the untouchables <laughs> well you know the funny thing um of course having seen it again recently is his irish accent in this film is is far superior than his irish accent in the untouchables oh really <laughs> which, which is hilarious to me um but like you say the the banshee and the interesting thing as well is that considering the age of the film, the, the effects actually hold up reasonably well. They do. Um, considering, and the Banshee, although when you look at it in today's eyes, it is a little bit Doctor Who, it's a little bit... Um, I kept thinking know, of Garth be... Marenghi. <laughs> yes. Dark Place. Yeah. I kept thinking of Dark Place when I would see some effects, but you know something is... It, it puts a smile... I, I don't care about the bad effects. I always think that's a sign of a good film. It's like, you you don't care. You're just that embroiled yes. in the story. Where, yeah. where do we lose that place? Maybe, I don't know, is it a, is it a I don't know, is, is, 
is that a cinephile thing? Is that a, is it a, um, just a uh, teenager thing? No, the effects in this were rubbish. It's like no. I think it's I think it's a CGI thing. I think once we stopped doing practical effects and started relying on computers for everything, yeah. it, 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 and, and I mean even then, CGI effects can sometimes be incredibly ropey. But uh, it, it's uh, it's a great first memory. Um, it's a really good film. I would say. I would recommend people to watch it actually, yeah. but I would say think about the age of your kids. Definitely, um, it's not. Even though it looks jolly, it is not a film you want to show your four-year-old. Yeah. Uh, it, far too scary for them. The second question I asked you is, who is your favourite Disney character? Oh my god, this is so difficult. This is so difficult because um, do I have an outright favourite? You know, people will always say ones that they they kind of like for their stylization and what have you. Um, it's a, it's a weird one. Like, there's so many different characters. I, I find myself drawn to the Haunted Mansion, not the film. I won't even <laughs> no, entertain no, no, the film. Um, what a missed opportunity. Bloody hell. Um, yep. But uh, um, it's actually probably the first time I went, you know, we'll, we'll, I know that will come up later, so I'll try not to draw it too much. Probably the ghost host from the Haunted Mansion. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. It was like the perfect mashing together of everything I liked. The spooky voice, just like, oh, it's giving me those... Again, it goes back to Darby O'Gillan, the death coach. Um, So that's certainly certainly one of them. I'm going to outright say, I mean, obviously... We all love Mickey Mouse. Scrooge McDuck, you know, Scrooge McDuck. It sounds silly, but DuckTales was a huge influence to me as a kid in my life because it was probably, it was Disney, but it was on the TV. You didn't have to go and get a, you didn't have to go and get a pirate video. You didn't, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you didn't have to go, you know, your mum and dad wouldn't be saving up for a a fortnight to go and buy the 40 pound Disney videos that you used to have to get. Um, um, So another one I'm going to throw out, and it's not an obvious one, but um, as we know, MGM and their influences, uh, I've, I've got to turn around and say, Indiana Jones is a favourite character of mine from the Disneyverse. So it's weird, because I'm going to rattle through a couple and they're all favourites, but I don't really know what who my favourite is. Indiana Jones, because I love Indiana Jones. Uh, God, God, there'd be so many. Um, there'd be so, so many. What would be my outright favourite? One that I would watch again and again, without spoiling any of the other questions. Um, I'm probably going to stick with those two actually probably stick with those two those are, those are two of my favourites for very different reasons although who doesn't love Donald Duck well yeah I mean I think I think no matter what you decide your favourite Disney character is I think everyone will obviously have a close affinity with you know the Fab Five as they kind of call them yeah. which is a little bit sad because you know you're talking you know Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy and Pluto yeah. Poor Daisy. She she should get more respect that's, than that's she does, you know. I, I realised how much I love Goofy and the old Goofy cartoons. I used to love it when he would be the everyday man. Uh, how to drive in mid-time Manhattan. Oh, those those cartoon shorts are brilliant. They, yeah. are, they are hysterical. They are hysterical. Um, so it's actually, I've, I've got to pull a last trick and I've got to throw Goofy in there. Uh, <laughs> as a favourite, probably animated character just ahead of Donald. Um, because maybe I don't know maybe it's because he is no pun intended the underdog although we never really established what Griffey was uh, yeah. <laughs> the the underdog and he, but he's he's got his place up there on the Mount Rushmore definitely so a kind of follow up question to, to that one is do you have a favourite Disney villain or sidekick 
the Nazis. Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> I don't even like Charlotte Carlson anymore. The reason I put that is because maybe it's slightly of its time. But uh, if if Disney was worried about having a villain, then they went, well, well it's probably going to be the Nazis. You get that in Indiana Jones. So that's that's villain wise uh, for ridiculous for ridiculous reasons. Um, in terms of sidekick, I, I really struggled with sidekick because I guess I, I never view someone as sidekicks more as um, what is just other characters in the movies. That's mm-hmm. not a knock at anything, but I always view them as just character actors <laughs> in the in the film uh i mean you could turn around and go like who framed roger rabbit is roger the sidekick or is eddie valiant the sidekick well i mean i suppose if you look at it from a title perspective you know roger rabbit should be the main character but mm. that is actually quite an interesting question because Really, it's kind of both of their stories. He's trying; he's leading a, a murder investigation, yeah. Um, and Roger is kind of seen as his impromptu partner. But does that change the dynamic of who's the psychic and who's the main character? Exactly. It's uh, it's two big names coming together, I guess. So, in terms of um, in terms of psychic, um, I probably don't have one to be honest. Um, but in terms of villains. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's so many good ones. Uh, I mean, everybody loves Scar uh, from The Lion King, but I probably more like the hyenas, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm honest. Um, but then, you know, people like Ursula. I think of when I went and saw Fantasia. Sorry, not Fantasia, I always do that. Phantasmic. Yep. The, uh, the huge water thing. And they have the... So I, I thought about it, and although I said Nazis as a joke, it's, it's got to be Captain Hook. Oh, what it's actually, classic villain. It, it's got to be Captain Hook because Captain Hook is convinced he's right and he's not the bad guy. Peter Pan. If I could only find his hideout, I'd trap him in his lair. Interesting. He, he is completely convinced and realistically, Peter Pan, can I only say that because I did Panto last year as Captain Hook. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, oh, yes, I did. And it, <laughs> and it was a whole point where I was slightly rewritten, of course, but it was all point like, what is Peter Pan does go, what is your problem with me? <laughs> you cut off my hand! You cut <laughs> off my hand and you fed into a crocodile. Whatever way you look, that's too much. <laughs> um, and, and that's it. He's just he's just obsessed with getting Peter Pan, uh, even though we did make him a little more villainistic later on. But I would I would probably say Captain Hook because he's convinced he's right. He is. Um, bad tempered, he is pompous, he has all these different things, but in his world, he's right. He's convinced everything he's doing is for the right reasons, even though we all know it realistically is for the wrong reasons. But then again, Peter Pan is kind of kidnapping children. I'll just leave that there. Peter Pan <laughs> is kind of kidnapping children. That's, uh, that's a whole nother rabbit hole for a whole different show, I think. Just, yeah, I think so. I think so. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Captain Hook. Uh, but then you would turn around and go, is Smee a psychic and is Smee a villain? Is Smee a villain? Or is he just doing uh, what think, he... I think he's a villain by circumstance, right? You know, he, he is the sidekick in yeah. that story and i think you know when when you look at that it, it, you have the same kind of dynamic with like uh yago and uh, jafar yes. you know yes uh, he doesn't do as much because he's a parrot but you know is he actually a villain himself or is he just a sidekick to a villain and so takes on some of those sentences you yes. know i think i think the best villains are the ones like captain hooker convinced they're right they they are totally convinced this is the right course of action 
I everyone I'm not the villain, they're the villain. Uh they are completely convinced they're right. So uh even though all I don't know really, all, all Captain Hook wants is treasure and to have control of Neverland. So that's it. I, I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard so far of episode one. Um that's about a quarter of the episode. Um there was still a, a few more questions that we, we go through. Um so don't think it just stop there. It does carry on. And if you want to hear the rest of it, um you can get it from the 12th of august from acast and it will be available on other podcasting platforms as well but acast is where it's going to appear first so um if you use acast type in Diz is your life otherwise search your regular podcast app for the same thing when the links go live we will publish them on our social media so you will be able to find those and i'll update the show notes and um if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, it's at DIYL Podcast. And also the email address is DIYL Podcast at gmail.com. Um, so I, I try to go after a variety of guests at the moment. Um, obviously, people that like Disney. Um, and that could be the Muppets, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever. Um, but I'm always uh, interested to see who else there is to interview. So if you've got any suggestions, anyone that you um, know is a closet Disney fan, um, please send suggestions my way to one of those two, and uh, I'll see if I can get in touch with those people and get them on. Um, I've recorded a few episodes now, um, so they'll be going out weekly, and uh, they've all been good and they've all been different. Like The answers have been different, uh, the reasons behind things have been different, and uh, there's some really funny stories that have come out of it as well. So I've really enjoyed doing it. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I've enjoyed putting it together. And uh, I hope you support this podcast. Um, thank you for listening, and there'll be a regularly scheduled episode coming out very soon. Um, but until then, please go and listen, download, subscribe, review. This is your life.